Good morning again. God bless you. Thank all of you for being here. Those that are listening out in our parking lot by FM, we know you're there. Thank you so much. You know, people tell me uh, continually, I was out in the parking lot listening this morning and want to thank you. Oh gosh, appreciate you doing that because I only have a couple of minutes and I'm passing through. Listen, God wants to speak to you. If you only have a couple of minutes, that's okay. Folks in here, listen, today we're going to touch something that if you'll get a hold of this, the Bible says that you will understand, you will, you will get to have the secrets of God. It also says that this particular element we're going to add today, it will cause you to live in satisfaction. There will be a fountain of life. And that you and your children can dwell safely all of your lives with just adding this element to your life. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. So much is said about this particular element. And if you happen to get this element wrong, get a little wrong twist to it, it can rob you of joy and peace. It can rob you of your future if you get the wrong twist on this element. You remember, we've taken the life of Joseph. We've divided it up into 30 steps from where he was a boy, about 17 years old, all the way to where God brought him to his greatest day of success and of accomplishing the, that, that purpose that God had for him to preserve a place and a people and a posterity to, to, to keep them safe so that they could have a future. Now, I would encourage those of you that are, that are viewing by internet, if you would go into the archives at some point and click on Sunday morning messages and go to the Sunday morning message of October the 24th, 2004, uh, you'll get a whole lot more insight into what God was doing during this period because it's there that I take uh, the life of Joseph and I go into it a little bit from a different direction and I talk about what God may have been doing in the life of someone else during that same period of time. And so, you know, I challenge you, if you have, some, if you have an opportunity, do that. That's the Sunday morning message, October the 24th. Okay. Y'all remember the elements? Let me recap these steps to success. The first one was what? Who could forget the first one? That's right. Dream to unleash your imagination, to let God give you inspiration so that you can see, catch a glimpse of his, his great purpose, his great day, his great, the great change he wants to bring you to. And then, of course, there's the meditation and then the declaration, how important it is to declare the dream of God. The Bible says, decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. You know, another place it says, I will declare the decree. Declaration. Because it's with the heart that man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession, declaration is made unto salvation. It's that which causes uh, us to own and to go forward, to begin the pursuit, begin the ownership of the dream, of the purpose that God has for us. Then we talked about relationship and presentation, participation, character, humility, endurance. We've talked about a lot, haven't we? We've talked about the importance of adding the element of kindness to our life. How, how, how amazing it was that through Joseph taking a moment just to be kind to someone who's having a bad day. It was through that individual that God later opened up the door to get him out of jail and into the palace. We talked about candidness and influence, flexibility, faithfulness, perspective, confidence, meekness. We talked about making our life um, normal, the routinization of our life, to add elements of our life, to, uh, to, to add the element of, 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 of routine, of, of, of some common practices. Articulate, plan, work, attentive, you know, just to, just to be observant 
of the things around us and not to just walk through life with blinders on or, 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 or to allow the difficulties or the moments or the tragedies of our life to narrow us in, in and narrow our focus in and isolate us and make us withdraw. We need to be paying attention even in difficult moments to the things that are going on around us. And especially we need to be paying attention to the duties that God has given us to do. Because if Joseph had not have been paying attention, if he had not have been observant, then he may, he may have missed the moment that his brothers came to, to Egypt to get food. It, it was just a moment. It was just, you know, a, a, a portion of a portion of a day that they would have been there and made their request. And if he had have not been a paying attention to his duties, he could have been somewhere else. You, do you realize how easy it would be on the one hand to miss the offering of God, the moment of God? The Bible says that, that we, we need to pray that we don't miss the day of our visitation, that we don't miss the moment of God in our life. On the one hand, it's easy. But on the other hand, I, I believe it's very difficult, but I I believe that God orders the steps, as Psalms 37, 23 says, of a good man. Of a man who's standing in right place with God, then God orders their steps so that none of your steps can slide. I believe that with all of my heart. So on the one hand, it might seem very, very easy, and there's a very narrow moment. But on the other hand, the Bible says that even though you ponder your path, the Lord directs your steps. On the other hand, the Bible says, acknowledge me in all your ways, and I will direct your path. On the other hand, the Bible says, if you'll commit your ways unto me, I will cause your 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 directions to be established. Isn't that amazing? God orders our steps, but we need to pay attention. Also, the element of restraining ourselves, restraint. And also, yesterday we talked about struggle, the necessity of struggle. How important it is for us to press through moments, to go ahead and struggle so that we get the best out of what God wants. Today, this element that we're adding, this element is such a powerful element if used correctly and if used incorrectly incorrectly it can it can devastate your life and it is the element of fear 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 is good it's not always bad the fear i'm talking about is to fear god to have some fear of god not afraid that he's going to break your leg or something like that, but an awesome reverence, a holy awe, struck defenseless by his presence, fear of God. You see, Joseph, perhaps uncertain what he was going to do about his brothers, because his brothers had dealt him a very difficult life, and maybe he had yet, not yet made up his mind. Perhaps that's why he was being deceptive to them, and why he was speaking roughly to them, why he was making them afraid, why he was threatening them, and why he was, he was re re remaining as though that he didn't know who they were, and they didn't know who he was. In fact, he didn't even speak their language. They didn't know he understood them. And so here Joseph, after a second encounter with them, decides that he's going to put them, you know, all, all in jail. He has this encounter in the pit. Now he has this encounter where there's a controversial encounter. And he says, okay, you're all going to jail. And so he puts them all in jail for three days. Now, during that three days, perhaps he's given them time to think. But also, he has time to think. 
And perhaps by going to God and saying, God, what, what can I do with my brothers, Lord? You know, you know I mean, they, they, they've done this to me. They've done that to me, Lord. What do you want me to do to them? Or, or maybe he was working through his difficulties. He comes back after they've been in jail as spies. He's told him he believes they're spies. He believes they've, they've, they've come to spy out the land so that they can come back and, you know, and lead an army and, 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 and somehow bring the defeat of Egypt. And so here, them in jail for spying, three days, he then comes to them in Genesis 42. Evidently, God's been working on Joseph. Why? Because Joseph feared God. All the while, all the while, wondering, what am I going to do? Genesis 42 and verse 18, Joseph came to them in the prison and he said this. Then, then Joseph said to them the third day, do this and live. You see, evidently, they thought he was going to perhaps execute them. Maybe he was considering executing them. But he said, do this and live. Why? What made Joseph change his mind? He said, for I fear God. Do this and live. God's changed my mind about something. God has settled something in my life. And it may not have been what I was thinking. It may not have been what I wanted. It may not even even been what you were expecting. But I have changed my mind. And this is what we're going to do because I am afraid to displease God. You see, fear of displeasing God is a healthy attitude. If you don't fear displeasing God, then you are living in a, in a, in a world that's very, very dangerous. And Joseph carried evidently with him this fear, as did many of the patriarchs and many of the great men and women of the Bible. If you will look through their stories, you will find a place where they came to a reality that their fear of God motivated them to do the right thing, motivated them to obey God or to go one direction as opposed to another direction. How many times have you wanted to do something, but you decided not to because you were afraid it would displease God? That's what Joseph said. Joseph said this, I'm afraid of God, so this is what we're going to do. I'm going to let all of you go but one, and I'll just keep one of you. And if you'll go and bring back little brother, later on this week we'll find out why it was so important little brother came back. You ever wonder that? Very, very, very important. That little brother came back and stood in front of Joseph. Very important. Fear of displeasing God. He knew if he displeased God, he could delay the dream. He could delay the blessings of God. You see, Proverbs 19, 23 says, The fear of the Lord leads to life. And he who has it will abide in satisfaction. Wow. He will not be visited with evil. You mean evil won't come to my door? Nope. That's what the Bible says. If you will fear the Lord and if you will keep the fear of the Lord with you, evil will not come to your door. Why? Because you fear the Lord. Look what else. Uh, Psalms 25 verse 14 says, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him and he will show them his covenant. God will show you his covenant. He will, he will grant you and give you and bring to you his covenant and he'll tell you his secrets if you will walk in this awesome reverence of God, in the, in the place where you understand who God is, God is God. There is no other God before him, creator of heaven and earth. There was none before him and there'll be none after him. He is almighty God. He's decided he wants to be your father. And we, 
even as we often, many of us in healthy, functional families who have good parents, we are afraid of our parents, not afraid they're going to hurt us, slap us down, kick us, give us cancer, break our arms, none of that. That's a dysfunctional family. That's not the picture of God's family. The picture of God's family is a very healthy, a very, a very functional family, and the awesome fear that we have of a heavenly Father should be like that reverential fear we have of earth. We are afraid to displease. We're afraid to disappoint our earthly father, our earthly mother. We would not want to see their dissatisfaction or their disappointment if they spoke to us. We would do what they ask us to do because we don't want to displease them. We don't want to disappoint them, not because we're afraid that somehow they're going to hurt us, but we hurt them when we don't obey them. The truth is, you see, just like Psalms 111 verse 10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you want to begin to be wise, then you need to back up just a moment and you need to challenge yourself, how do I see God? Am I afraid to disappoint him? Am I afraid to disobey him? If there is no fear of God in your life, then you do not have a healthy relationship, a healthy perspective, a healthy view of God. Like I said, not afraid that somehow he's going to come down and, you know, and, and, and give you cancer if you don't obey him. I'm not talking about that kind of fear. I'm talking about the functional fear of a reverence, an awesome, holy, awestruck reverence of God. Because of who he is. He is God. Leviticus 19.3 says in teaching people how to please God in the law during that period. God said you shall fear every man his mother and his father. You shall fear every man his mother and his father. What's he talking about? He's talking about that reverence that brings respect that brings obedience, that brings honor, that brings us to a place do we understand that for that season of our earthly life, mothers and fathers represent the authority over our life. And we should obey them, respect them, honor them. The Bible says if you'll honor your parents, you'll live a long life on planet earth. Honor your father. That's the first commandment with promise. How much more if we honor and respect and reverence our Holy Father? I don't know where people, some people get the idea that if things don't go their way, they can just curse God. You see, that's what Job's friends tried to get him to do. Just curse God. Everyone, in the, things aren't going, some, God's got something against you. Just go ahead and blow him off. Go ahead and, 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 and be ugly to him. Go ahead and, and fuss at him. Go ahead and be mean to him. Go ahead and, and lose your reverence and lose your respect and lose your fear of God. And go ahead and just speak out how you feel. Just tell God how you feel about him. Well, Job did. He just didn't feel the way his friends would have felt. He just couldn't muster up anger at God disrespect for God. And because of that, because of that one element, that's what the whole book of Job is about. The one element. 
of making sure that you don't get in any situation of life to where you curse God, to where you're not afraid of God. Scripture says, though thou slay me, yet will I praise thee. Why? Because I always do those things which please my Father. Fear of God. Fear of God. Ecclesiastes 12, 13 says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's whole duty. Deuteronomy 5, 29, Moses wrote, oh, this is, this is God speaking through Moses. Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me and always keep my commandments that it might be well with them and their children forever. Just that fear. Oh, that they would fear me and respect me and reverence me enough just to do what I said. If they did, them and their children will live forever. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, Proverbs says. And it turns one away from the snares of death. Just the simple fear of God. Fear God and live. Fear God. A healthy respect for who he is. Let's make our overcomer's confession this morning. Just like Joseph, we pray that God would show us what he wants. And when he does, that we would have the good sense to turn from our own direction and do his will because we fear him. Our overcomer's confession. You ready? Through Jesus, my Lord, I am more than a conqueror. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God. My spiritual eyes are being opened so that I can understand my calling, the wealth of my inheritance, and the kingdom power available to me. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. No unclean or impure thought can captivate my mind. No sickness or disease has a right to my body. No unholy spirits can seduce or deceive me. The word of God is my meditation and my answer. I commit myself to God. He causes my thoughts to become agreeable with his thoughts. Because of this, everything I put my hand to will prosper. God has a plan for my life. He will succeed and I am going to participate. How powerful is that confession? Not because it's this confession specifically, but because with the word content and our declaration of the word and holding fast to a profession, to a confession of faith, it moves our mind, it renews us, and it strengthens us, it stabilizes us, it lets roots go down, it gives us a platform from which we can begin our day. Today, I challenge you, I encourage you today, consider Do you fear the Lord? What is your duty? The whole duty of man, Ecclesiastes says, and I challenge you to do this today. The whole duty of man is two things. Number one, fear God. Number two, keep his commandments. If you fear him and keep his commandments, you will fulfill your whole responsibility, your whole duty to God. And God will take you from the place where you are to the place of your greatest success. His secret will be with you, a fountain of life. Fear God. God bless you.